There was a man walking down the street and he sees a pile of dog shit. So he stops, he looks down and he picks it up. He says, gosh, this looks like dog shit. And then he squeezes it and he says, man, this feels like dog shit. And he, he smells it and he says, wow, this smells like dog shit. And he says, it even tastes like dog shit. Good thing I didn't step in it. That is pretty much finance in a nutshell. So <clears throat> this happened the other day. Um, woman reaches out to me over Facebook and she says she's applying for a mortgage and she asks when she should lock in rates. And I said, you should wait as long as possible because I think that rates are going down. Then she says to me, she was questioning me, she says, but everything I read says that rates are going to go up. That is why rates are going to go down. So that's pretty much what I do. I trade sentiment, okay? When people are freaking out about something, I buy it. When people are deliriously happy about something, I sell it. So the question is, how do you tell if people are happy or sad? Well, you can take a survey of people and ask them if they're happy or sad, and that works. And there are surveys like that. There's the American Association of Individual Investors. They have a survey. So those surveys exist. Or you can just go on Twitter and see what the hell people are talking about and see what they're happy about and sad about. So right now, I am super bullish on bonds, meaning I think interest rates are going to go lower. And I am convinced of it. Because all I hear about is how interest rates are going to the moon. Every day, that's all I hear about. Now, I don't expect you to know who Lacey Hunt is. Lacey Hunt is the chief economist at Hoisington Investment Management. And he's famous because he's been bullish on bonds. He's been betting that interest rates are going to go lower for the last 40 years. And he's been right. One of the things I said about Lacey Hunt was, nice guy, but he's going to miss the turn. And he absolutely missed the turn. When rates were on the lows, when tenure notes were 35 basis points, he was max bullish on bonds. He thought rates were going to go even lower. And I said at the time, I'm like, look, you had this incredible career. Take a victory lap. Nail the dismount. Get off this trade. And you will, you will live forever. People will always remember your name. But he was still bullish on bonds when tens were 35 basis points. And now they just came out with a no, and now he's getting bearish. Of course, it's, I mean, rates are at 2.93% right now. Like, that's a big move. I mean, if you're talking about the 30-year bond, which has a 21, 22-year duration, I mean, that's it's already been like a 40% drawdown. So, I don't know. It's not very good trading. You see... You have to not only be cognizant of your market sentiment, but your contribution to it. Then you have The Economist, The Economist, the magazine, which is famous for top ticking stuff and bottom ticking stuff with their covers all the time. They just have this. The cover this week is Ben Franklin with his hand over his face. And the title is The Fed That Failed. Man, you got to back up the truck on bonds, folks. It does not get any better than that. I do appreciate the sentiment, though this Fed is a bunch of dildos with ears. 
This is how investing works. If people are freaking out about something, you have to buy it. When people are deliriously happy about something, you have to sell it. And it doesn't just work for finance. It works in other stuff, too. You remember when people were going bananas over Beanie Babies and Cabbage Patch Kids back in the 80s? Those were manias. They weren't investment manias, but those were manias. And all manias must come to an end. If you've ever heard of a phenomenon called the SI Jinx, Sports Illustrated. Whenever Sports Illustrated had an athlete on its cover, that was the end of his career. His career was about to go down the tubes. And this, we have to talk about the role that journalism plays in this because journalism reports on what is hot today, what is hot here and now. So if you're reporting on what's hot, you're not acting in a predictive fashion. You're not trying to predict the future. You're reporting on what's happening now. Nassim Taleb has a great quote about this. He says, if you want to cure yourself of reading newspapers, spend a year reading two-week-old newspapers. You know how people are freaking out about kids with social media now? Well, when I was a kid, they were freaking about kids with television. Kids were watching too much television. They, 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 they did all these surveys. They collected this data. And it said that. Kids were watching like 60 hours of TV a week and it talked about it was rotting our brains and it was impairing our mental faculties and all this stuff. Everyone turned out fine. You know, it was it was an obsession and we'll be freaking out about something else 10 years from now. Go back to the 1980s. Drugs were bad. Just saying no. 2020s. Drugs are good. Drugs are amazing. Marijuana is a miracle drug. It's a complete 180. And people are as passionate about it today as they were back then. There's an incredible video clip. I should dig it up sometime. It's Ron Paul, and he's who's a libertarian, and he's on the Morton Downey Jr. show. If you remember that show, there was a lot of screaming and yelling. Ron Paul was the guest, and he was saying that drugs should be legalized. And the audience was going bananas. They were yelling at him and screaming at him. Of course, now today they would agree with him, you know? If you if you raised your hand today, if you went on Twitter and said marijuana should be illegal and people should go to jail for using it, you might as well just delete your account. So, so why would people believe one thing 40 years ago and believe something completely different today? It's extraordinary popular delusions and the madness of crowds. So I'm not scared of people. I am scared of groups of people. I am not scared of hurricanes or earthquakes or tornadoes. What I am scared about is mobs. But the thing is that you can profit from mobs. You could have profited from these primates that went into GameStop and AMC. I didn't do that, but you could have. Then you have online mobs that try to cancel people, and these are pretty effective if you haven't noticed. So the question is, you have this mania, you have this mob. How do you know when it comes to an end? How do you know when to get out? How do you know when the top is? Well, what you do is you keep your eyes open and you look for magazine covers in the popular press. And when everybody is talking about something, when you see it everywhere, that is when it's going to come to an end. Remember fidget spinners from a couple years ago? And it seemed like fidget spinners were everywhere and then they suddenly disappeared. And then the stores couldn't give them away. 
The other thing to look for is when there is a moral panic about something. Right now, we are having a moral panic about CO2 emissions, which will also come to an end at some point. That will come to an end. It might have already. Right now, we're having a moral panic about high interest rates because mortgage rates are up to 5.2%. If people are saying it's going to crash the housing market, it's going to cause a depression, all this stuff, we are at peak moral panic about interest rates. And the reason Lacey Hunt is important is because he was fighting it. He was fighting it the whole way up in interest rates, and he finally capitulated when interest rates peaked. When the world's biggest bond bull turns bearish, that is usually the turning point for a trend. Anyway, needless to say, I am bullish on bonds. I think rates are going to go lower, and I have put on a man-sized position in bonds. And I would bet my reputation that interest rates are going lower. I have a few friends in this trade. Uh, Brent Donnelly, old friend of mine, he agrees with me. Uh, Raul Powell agrees with me, but he's being a little picky about the entry point. But I've said this before, finance is the study of emotions. The financial markets are not rational. People think it is, it's not, because people are not rational. They do all sorts of irrational things. But even though people behave irrationally, they do so in predictable ways. And that is a study of sentiment. It's not as simple as doing the opposite of what everyone else is doing, because sometimes you do want to do what everyone else is doing. So that about does it for me today. Uh, I have a DJ gig tomorrow, this weekend, uh, at South End Bistro on Polly's Island, and uh, it's going to be good. And aside from that, thanks for listening to the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Dillion. See you next time.